Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. to the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You can watch the show on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. And how about the Chicago White Sox? The Cubs are off today and the Sox, they beat the Tigers nine to nothing. Lucas Giolito today gets his second win of the season. He's two and two on the year. And he was fantastic. Abdallah, 13 strikeouts, seven innings pitch, only three hits throughout the game. One walk. Lucas Giolito was fantastic for the Sox. And once again, the bats alive for the Southside. Another home run uh, extravaganza towards the end of that game as Anderson homered again. And then you get uh, Aloy Jimenez to homer again. And the bats are hot as the White Sox head to Wrigley for this series. If you look at their last few games, Chris, they've put up five uh, again in against the uh, Tigers here. Seven runs against the Tigers in game one, ten runs in game two, five runs in game three, and then nine runs today against the Tigers as they complete the four-game sweep. And the game before this series, they put up seven runs against the Cardinals. Now, the two games before that, they they lost that doubleheader. But ultimately, you look at their last five games, the White Sox bats are coming alive. They're scoring a ton of runs. The pitching has been there. And just a, a... Great outing. This is what you expected from Lucas Giolito. Not this roller coaster that we've kind of been riding throughout this season. This is what you expected. You expected him to give you a quality start. Now, to have a career high 13 strikeouts in seven innings, that's something I don't think I don't think people expected. But ultimately, you expect him to be the ace of your staff and you expect him to go out and give you a quality start. And when you give him three runs of support in the first inning, that's All the better for him. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. The phone line is open for you if you want to call us and talk baseball this hour. 312-332-3776. The White Sox and Lucas Giolito. That's where we start with our first pitch tonight. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. There's your first pitch and then some. On ESPN 1000. So Lucas Giolito was fantastic. But like you were saying, uh, the roller coaster with Lucas to this point in the season as the ace of the Chicago White Sox. um, I was looking at this morning. He's had three good starts, three, eh, one really bad one to start the season against the Twins, but two not good. So so three and two really now gets another performance. Four and two, when you look at four good starts, two not so great starts for the White Sox to this point in the season. And now you have, Clearly, your ace establishing himself to go with Dallas Keuchel, which we've seen solid efforts from him each and every time out. And Dylan Cease, who's really started to impress me. I know Gio Gonzalez has been good the last Mm -hmm. couple of times Mm -hmm. uh, through the rotation as well. 
right now, it seems as if this White Sox rotation is really falling in line with what we thought they would be heading into this year. The bats are playing, uh, are hitting, and then also the bullpen giving you what they can do. It finally feels like this White Sox team, and if you're a White Sox fan and you want to call the show, uh, it really feels to me like this team is starting to find their place and starting to get into a groove. Now, I know the Tigers are not a great baseball team, Mm-mm. but as you look towards this weekend and you play the Cubs, 30 games against the Cubs, I like the pitching matchups. I like what the bats are doing. If the, if the Sox can take two of three against the Cubs, you are now rolling because on the other side of that, as we head into the second half of this short season, the Pirates await the White Sox on the other side this weekend. You can string some wins together. This could be a very nice stretch going forward for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, go through all the cliches, right? Which team do you think smells blood in the water right now? The Sox do. Which team do you think would love to go up to Wrigley and stick it to the Cubs right now? The White Sox. Absolutely. Which fan base do you think would love oh, well, the, to Sox rub fans it are in their face? No, I understand that. But this team now is a team on the rise, right? You just swept the Tigers, who you should be beating. You should win the series against the Tigers. A sweep is just, you know, extra icing on the cake right now. So you take four games from them. You beat up on the Royals before. Those are teams, like we've talked about the past few nights here on the baseball show, those are teams you should be beating. You should be beating the bad teams. And right now, I don't know what the Cubs are. Sometimes they'll score seven runs. Sometimes they'll score one run. Sometimes they'll go over and have a home run, like in one of yesterday's games, have a home run in the first inning, have a home run in the seventh inning, and nothing in between in the seven-inning doubleheader game. So, it's feast or famine, it seems like, with the with the uh, Cubs right now. You know John Lester is going to pitch well, but he's hittable. He's not, you know, uh, invincible right now. You can go and you can hit John Lester. You can hit Kyle Hendricks. He's shown this season that he has struggled at times in these outings. So these are guys that are beatable. You know, like you Darvish is pitching lights out. So that game's going to be five hours long, but it's still going to be tough to get to Lucas to get to you uh, Darvish. Hendricks and John Lester are both two very beatable pitchers. And given that Dallas Keuchel and Dylan Cease are going in those two games, those are extremely winnable games for the White Sox. Well, and so that's what's interesting here. Um, I I know Sylvie said this uh, on the show a little bit ago. I think it was within the last hour that the Cubs have the better pitching staff. He said it like as fact, right? Mm -hmm. And none of us really um, disputed that. And then I started to think about it. And, okay, say all things are equal and you could set your rotation in a series, Cubs and Sox. You're playing in the playoffs. Okay? Hypothetical. If you could set your rotation, wouldn't you like the three guys you could roll out there with the Sox against the Cubs? Like, which three would you take? Because, you know, Darvish, Hendricks, Lester. Okay. Giolito, Keuchel, and right now the way Dylan Cease is throwing – I'd roll with that. I get it. He's been inconsistent, but I would go with that. Well, if I mean, like, as of late, Dylan Cease is showing you why there was all the hype. Well, let's shift everything, right? So let's say Giolito didn't pitch today, and it was Giolito against um, John Lester, yeah. right? I would probably take Giolito in that matchup. Well, it would okay. be it'd be Giolito against you, Darvish would be the ones. Yeah, those would be that would be John the Lester's one. not starting your playoffs. No, no, no. But Cubs. I'm saying if you if this was this weekend and you just kind of moved everything, or maybe you put Lucas Giolito at the end. But if you put Dallas Keuchel against 
John Lester, I'm probably taking Dallas Keuchel. Now, Hendricks against Cease is where I give that edge to the Cubs. And then you Darvish against Lucas Giolito, I'm still taking you Darvish. So right now, I'm giving two out of three to the White Sox in the pitching matchup if you put those guys up against each other. I think it's closer than you think, though. It is. It's very close. Be- because the, the thing with Hendricks, even though he can be fantastic, and we've seen that, we've also seen him in playoff series, the moment he's off a little bit, he gets hammered. And, and so I think it's a conversation we can have over the weekend because we're going to watch these two teams. They're both going to be playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So that we will be looking at both of these rotations, kind of trying to figure out how do you line up these pitchers as we head to the playoffs. 312-332-3776 is the number. Dre in Denver listening on the ESPN Chicago app is on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dre? Dre. Hey, congratulations, guys, my homies. What's Thanks, up? man. Thank you. What's going on? My, my, I know I can get a hold of you guys always on Twitter. Hey, I'm just so excited. You know, uh, I think everything has fallen into place. I think since Keiko lit into their butts uh, after his start, I think they're taking the batting. The batting has been more serious. Um, pitching defense and timely hitting always wins in baseball. But I don't want to rush things, nor do I want to start nitpicking and start being over-analytical, you know. Um, I'm disappointed in Kopech not being here. I think he could have contributed to this to, to this uh, team right now. Um, but I really, I really want to see uh, a day back up here. I want him, I want I want them to get him back up here. They sent him, they sent him back to Schaumburg for some reason. But I want to see him get another couple starts. But I think the pitching is going to define this team. Uh, the hitting is just looking really, really good. Anderson is the number one uh, shortstop in the city of Chicago right now. <laughs> I Thanks, love it, Dre. Thank you for the call, man. He's right. I mean, have you yeah, seen right the numbers? Now, but I'm still Hold taking on. Javi Baez Hold. long term. Hold on. I get long it. term? Yeah, long term. I'm still taking Javi. Me? I'm still taking a dude that almost won an MVP over a guy who's doing it for, what, 25 days Hold right on. now? Hold on. You're suggesting that TA can't win an MVP this season? I'm suggesting season? that Did I'm last waiting. year not count? Yeah, like, you're wait, talking about 25 it, games. Erica he won Strauss, the batting title fan. You're, Okay, you're, good for him. Good for him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'll take the dude that that was in MVP voting that came in second place in MVP voting. I will take that dude over Tim Anderson right just, now. Just because you like tweeting about someone, you can also look at the stats. There. I am looking at the stats, and you, I'm saying that right now he's there? better. Right Here. now, Tim Anderson is better. Here, let me, but let if me I'm taking Javi a team, Baez. if I'm starting a team, I'm stats. taking Javi. I'm looking up his stats That's fine. For you. you can. I know his stats. Yeah. I know he can't hit his way his way out of a paper bag right now. I get that. A wet paper bag. I get that. I understand that. But if I'm he's starting a team, like a dead if, fish if in we're there. doing if we're doing uh, Sandlot baseball. And we're starting a team for the long term. I'm still taking Javi. You want a slash line? I don't need a slash line. 189, 237, mm-hmm. 344. Yeah. He's a 0.1 war player. Mm-hmm. He has three home runs. Yeah, that's cool. Five doubles. Mm-hmm. He struck out 34 times on the season. He has yeah. one stolen base. I'm still taking the dude that's a better shortstop in the field. Yeah, Tim Anderson. No. I agree. In the field? Yeah, well, in the field, are you a high person? Speaking Have of, you been high? Tim hits a dart deep left field. He watches it fly. This is gone. That's not in the field. The Tigers have felt this wrath before and cook up the pasta. It's five nothing. We know what's for dinner in the Anderson household tonight. Same thing's been to dinner for the last week. Yeah, take that. Okay. You know why that wasn't in the field? Because it hit it over the field. That's a home run from Tim Anderson again. I'm talking about defense, dummy. You know that. I'm just letting you know, man, you better be prepared for this weekend. Huh? 
You, you better be prepared for the weekend. Cubs Sox, this is a big weekend. It is a very big weekend. I'm ready for some high-quality baseball. Yeah, come correct. Anderson's a better shortstop in town. Just letting you know. You don't have to get annoyed with it. I'm not annoyed by it at all. You seem very quiet about it. Not that. at all. Why would I be quiet about it? Can we also hear about uh, Lucas Giolito? 13 strikeouts. It was fantastic earlier today. Two and two coming. That's a fastball, and it's a bullseye. Strike three, one gone. Swing and a miss. Strike three. He waited around and still got bamboozled by the changeup. Two down. Two, two. He got him. Strike three. Lucas strikes out three in the inning. And walks off with a donut still there. Fastballs galore. It's a ball and two strikes. And Lucas cuts him down. A oh, changeup, just feathery touch for strike three. The side whisked away by old number 27. Oh, yeah. 12 strikeouts oh, yeah. for Lucas Giolito. 13 strikeouts. Ties a career high. Bullseye. Bamboozled. Cuts him down. Whisked away. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. You had a great outing. Jason Benetti, Steve Stone on NBC Sports Chicago. Eric Ostrowski put that together. This is the baseball show. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. Abdallah, coming up next, let's talk about the Chicago Cubs. Little buy sell. We'll take a look at some of these players and figure out which stocks we should be loading up on and which we should be selling. That's next. This is the baseball show. This is Chicago's Chicago's home home for for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Eric says it doesn't matter how good either team is, Cubs and White Sox. This series is going to be split. Anthony says, don't forget that uh, Kyle Hendricks' postseason ERA is 2.98. Pretty solid. A lot of good conversation. We will uh, do a little buy-sell on the Chicago Cubs coming up in just a moment. But first, let's go to Raphael and Juliet. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Raphael? Hey, what's going on, guys? So I just called to back up Abdallah, Javi Baez all the way. I don't want to go old-timey baseball guy on you, but hitting comes and goes. What Javi does on the field with his tags and just with his glove, just put him above. It does, and I appreciate your rhyme. <laughs> all right, thanks. Hold on, Raphael, did you work that out before you called? Because that's fantastic. No, actually. That, no, that, he's a poet. Right. He doesn't that even know a, it. What? That's that was good. just freestyle. That's good. That's great. I love it. Thanks, Raphael. Good call. <laughs> that's a good call. I mean, listen. Listen. Okay, he's got the tags. He's a wizard in, in the infield. But, and he can't hit. But You don't know what's going to happen. Tim Anderson could go 0 for his next 40. No, he won't. Because hitting, his, hitting does come and go. He hit 335 last year. So okay. it's a, I, don't, I, think, I think the hitting is, is there. I, I don't think there's coming and going with Tim Anderson's bat. It's there. It's there to stay. He went from, in 2018, a 240 hitter. To 335 last year. Right now he's batting 379. That's to stay. Okay. That's not a fluke. All right. He's attacking the zone. Come on. Good for first him. pitch. Good for him. 
I'm just letting you know. You, you're you like I'm trying to say dude. that it's automatic that you go Baez. I think many people in town would go with Tim Anderson. White Sox fans would go with Tim Anderson. No, 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 no. Take mm-hmm. the Just look at the stats. No, I'm going to go with the White Sox fans are going to be biased and take Tim Anderson. Will in Virginia, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Will? Oh, hey, guys. So I might be ahead of things, but uh, I just wanted to give love to Ian Happ. The dude has been killing it for the Cubs, and I would say leave him at leadoff until it's not working because they've been looking for a leadoff guy for how long? So I would say leave him where he is. When Brian comes back, put him down in the, in the lineup where he's comfortable. Hopefully he can get his bat going because obviously right now Ian Happ is one of the few guys that's actually coming through the plate almost every single time he's at the bat. Yeah, I'm with you, Will. Thank you for the phone call. And Ian Happ this year has been fantastic. Uh, six home runs, 13 runs scored, 14 RBI. His slash number 315, 438, 671. Uh, his weighted runs created plus number is 191. Mm-hmm. Right now, Ian Happ is one of the best players in all of baseball. And that's not some kind of hyperbole. That, no. He legitimately right now is putting, putting up numbers with the likes of Fernando Tatis Jr., of Mookie Betts, of Bryce Harper, some of the guys at the very top, Brandon Lowe from the Rays, some of the guys at the very top in all baseball when it comes to weighted runs created plus. Batting leadoff, he's had 21 appearances batting leadoff. Um, he has had, that's five games, in five games. So you really only bat, you only bat leadoff once, you know what I mean? But in that position, in that first spot in the lineup, um, he's had 21 plate appearances. He's batting 353. He has an on base percentage of 476. He's slugging 1.059 and, uh, his OPS is 1.535. So yeah, he's, I would move Bryant down when he comes back where he's more comfortable. When he comes well, and keep Ian Happ in, in the leadoff spot. So let me ask you this. Um, and Cub fans, you probably have thought this in the back of your head. Has Chris Bryant ever looked comfortable as the leadoff hitter? No. I don't think he has. He's a two, right? Well, here's the thing, though. You move Rizzo to third, right, yeah. in the lineup? Yes. Boom, that's your one, two, three. I don't know if, first of all, I don't know if Chris Bryant's looked comfortable at all this year. And second of all, no, he doesn't look comfortable leading off. Ian Happ looks comfortable leading off. Yes, like it's his show. Yes, Ian Happ, I think that Ian Happ is the type of player, and having talked to him you know, before in, with Waddle and Sylvie a few times, he's got the confidence He's got where it doesn't affect him. I'm not saying that Chris Bryant doesn't have the confidence where it doesn't affect him, but you prepare differently. Kyle Schwarber's talked about it a few times. Anthony Rizzo's talked about it a few times. Chris Bryant's talked about it. You just prepare different mentally when you're batting leadoff than you do in any other spot in the lineup. So if Chris Bryant's more more comfortable batting second, let Ian Happ lead off. He's successful. He's got his best slugging percentage when he's batting leadoff. He's got his best on base percentage, uh, his second best best uh, uh, on base percentage when he's batting leadoff, and he's got his second best average when he's uh, uh, batting leadoff as well. His best batting average and slugging percentage or uh, an on base percentage is when he's batting sixth, and they're about the same because he's had five games in batting first and five games batting sixth. All right, that's fair. So, I mean, either or, but I think he looks the most comfortable out of all the guys on the team. He looks the most comfortable batting leadoff. Yeah, I think it works right mm-hmm. now. Uh, let, let's do a little of this. Uh, Blucking Abdallah here on the baseball show. You ever watch Mad Money with Jim Cramer? He's the guy just yelling into the camera about stocks. Do you have a portfolio, Abdallah? You ever watch this show? Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. checking on your portfolio, mm-hmm. making sure things are, are moving in the yeah, right diversify. direction? you got to diversify yeah. your stuff, diversify man. you got to diversify portfolio. your bonds, Of course, man. everyone's got a portfolio. you uh-huh. got to make sure that they... So you mm-hmm, watch mm-hmm, Mad mm-hmm. Money, you know? I'm Jim Cramer, and welcome to my world. You need to get in the game. Fortunately, 
just like to say, there's a bull market somewhere. And I Mad money. Just you can't afford to miss. Yeah, yeah, you know that guy, right? He's just yelling into the camera. Buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Don't buy. Don't buy. Okay, so let's do a little buy-sell on the Chicago Cubs. So let, let's start. I think Ian Happ is a good place to start. Ian Happ, right now, do you buy or do you sell Ian Happ's success as we head into this Crosstown series and into the second half of this baseball season? Remember, 60 games. So once the Cubs are done with the Sox, most teams in baseball are going to be around 30 games. Mm -hmm. So we'll be at the halfway point when we come back on Monday's show next week after the Crosstown series. So buy, sell, Ian Happ. I'm going to buy it. I think it's legit. I think it's real. I think it's spectacular. I think that he has success in the leadoff position like i just said and the whole thing i said you know for the last three minutes about him uh looking comfortable and his stats and everything all that applies to this conversation that i just said so if you want to hear it again just rewind it a little bit okay well i'm gonna give you and this is why i'm selling the stock is as high as it possibly can be i do not believe ian happ is a top 10 player in baseball. No, 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 no. But it's I, not going to. So, so I, if I'm playing the, the stock, question was, yeah, are you buying or selling? That's I'm the buying gimmick. him as the leadoff hitter for the Chicago Cubs. Well, I'm asking you if you want to buy or sell Ian Happ. I'm buying him. I think okay. he's good. Well, sell, sell, sell. Like I said, this is the best he could possibly be. Therefore, I'm cashing out and I'm selling okay. the stock because I think at some point, his numbers are going to come back down to earth in what we've seen throughout his career. He's usually, you know, last year, his weighted runs created plus was 127. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not 191. He's not going to play this well for the entire season. Why not? There's only 30 games left. Because of Dal- it, it's just not, he, it's not possible. He's going to come back to what he's supposed to be. He's not this good. So I'm selling. I'm okay. selling on him. All right. All right. You gave me the same answer for Tim Anderson, though. You're like, well, this guy, I'm like, well, well okay. Eventually, it's gonna. he's, he's not going to hit a home run every single game. Please. T.A. is a better player than... I get that. Yes, Ian he's Hap. a better... But he's also not a home run every game type of hitter. He's not a 162 home run hitter. Okay. Buy, buy sell. Buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Uh, let's do uh, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, are you buying stock on Chris Bryant right now, or do you sell? I'm buying Chris Bryant because it is low, low, low. This is the lowest Chris Bryant has probably ever been in his major league career. Um, I think this is a good time because because I think he's – I don't know if he's an MVP, but I think that he's better than – a point, what is it, negative war? Than a negative war right now? It's a point one war. Point one, yeah. yeah. It's a point one war. I think he's better than that. I think he's, he's, I don't think he's healthy right now. And I think he's banged up. I think that, that his knee was was acting up and then he took the ball and then he he, he messed up his wrist. So I think buy, that, buy, buy. yeah, I'm buying it. I'm with you. Buy, it, buy, buy. What, what I would do here, uh, Chris Bryant, stock price, I would take money out to then try and buy additional Chris Bryant stock price. Mm-hmm. Buy, now, buy, buy. like you said, I think you, you made a great point. Oh, Is he you. one of the best players in baseball? I think it's kind of tough to make that argument. Could he be uh, top 50? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is he horrific like his stats have been no. to this point in the season with a uh, 177 average and a slugging of 323? And that war that you said, a point one. No, that's not Chris Bryant. No, I'm buying you. because we will get better from Chris Bryant in the second half. I've got a couple more Cub names I want to buy, sell with you. Sell, sell, sell. But no, we both buy, buy, buy. bought Chris Bryant. Kramer, uh, easy. 
I mean, don't buy, don't buy. Whoa, whoa, okay, okay, all right, okay. Sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. Uh, so we'll do that. A couple more names. Javi Baez coming up. We'll get Abdallah's opinion on that. I assume he is buying all of the Baez that he can find. Uh, we will do that, and we will go first to third coming up next. The baseball show with Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago You can watch the show on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Abdallah, what's going on in the uh, Twitch channel Yo, the right Twitch now? Twitch is popping right now. Twitch is popping. What's up? Brought to you by Miller Lite and um, Fatties in DeKalb, where we've done shows from before. Great, lo- lovely place. And yeah. uh, also, so right now there's about four dudes in there that are just. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I ask you to promote the Twitch channel, and you tell people that we only have four no, people. No, 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 in no, there? no. We got a bunch of people watching. Oh, okay. we got a bunch of people like, watching. What kind of no, 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 no. We got a bunch of people watching, but not a lot. We've Listen, got four dudes in there. No, 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 no. So with Twitch, not everybody's commenting. Okay, that's right. watching. Four people you are know? actively it's commenting. Like, it's like when you watch, you know, post game pressers yeah, on passive, Periscope, passive viewing or whatever. Yeah, you're watching. You're not going to sit there and be like, "You suck, Nagy." Like you're not. You're not that guy. There's like ten dudes dudes that do that so in our chat there's like four guys that are arguing about tim anderson javi baez and uh one west coast by one guy named west coast bias says usc sucks well yeah he's I a uh, he's a U, U, uh, ucla fan ah okay he's a big, big follower on twitter as all well. right all right so now they're they're Fight arguing on. about javi baez against um against tim anderson and okay. then also bringing ian happen to the conversation so you go ta and ta right no that's what the conversation's about. No, you go Javi. You take the guy who's not going to lead the league in errors. Man, this weekend's going to be awesome, right? Like, Sox fans, Cubs fans battling it out. Uh, we're on tonight. We'll be on tomorrow night from 6 to 7, getting you set for the first matchup, the Cubs and the White Sox, the first game of this Crosstown Classic this season uh, here on the baseball show, Black and Abdallah with you. We're playing a little buy-sell right now. You've seen the show with Jim Cramer, Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer, and welcome to my world. You need to get in the game. Fools are going to go out of business, and he's nuts. They're nuts. They know nothing. I always like to say there's a bull market somewhere. And I Mad Money, just you can't afford to miss. Yeah, he just yells at the camera. Buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Don't buy. Don't buy. Uh, okay, so we're doing this with Cubs players. Buy, sell. Javi Baez. Do you buy or do you sell stock of Javi Baez right now? I'm buying Javi Baez. I'm I'm gonna sell everything else and just be Javi buy Javi Baez because first of all, he was an MVP candidate. We all know he's feast or famine at the plate. We know he's gone into he's struggled at the plate like this before, but he is not this bad. Uh, People say that are there players that are affected by not having a crowd there? I think Javi's affected by not having a crowd there. Please, that's an excuse. What do you mean it's an excuse? How's it an excuse? He's affected by not having a crowd there. LeBron you're, talked about you're amazing. it. Amazing. LeBron talked about it. It's an excuse. He's hmm. the only player it's it's affecting him. I mean, the Padres seem to be fine. The Padres are great. The co- the White Sox. I would say that the Padres great. and White Sox are used to not playing in front of fans, so this is why that this wow. uh, you wow. know that's why this buy, is buy, buy. this is fine for wow. them. All right, so you're you're buying. Buy, buy, I'm buy. buying Javi Baez. Of course I am. Well, I agree with you. Okay, of course you buy, 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 buy. Javi Baez stock right now. 
his average at 281, the lowest of his career at the moment. His, Thank you for uh, setting base, me up for that joke, by the way. Well, I appreciate that. His on-base percentage of 316, his slugging of 531. It can all improve, right? So in, or right now it's uh, 344, his slugging. His on-base is 237. So, I mean, he's going to improve. I agree with you. He is not this bad. It's the same concept with Chris Bryant. At this point in the season, you expect more, but you know that they'll turn it around at some point. Mm-hmm. It is, it is not, this is not the ball player you're going to get for the entire 60-game season. Plus, when you get into the playoffs, you want the magic man on your side. You want yeah. Javi Baez in the field. Yeah, because he can, he can take over a series. And when you get down, you know, when you're like this season right now, Javi Baez comes to the dish, you're down one with uh, with two guys on bottom of the ninth or whatever, and you're like, oh, God, he's going to swing at everything. Oh, yeah, of course. But when he's hot, you're, like, shoes. you're like, I dare you to, to pitch to Javi right now. Like, I dare you to pitch to Javi. It's always like that. With Javi, it's either, either this dude is going to create a little tornado when he swings and almost falls down, or I dare you to pitch to Javi Baez. Okay, next on the Real list. Real quick, you guys both yeah. picked or are buying Baez and Bryant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you guys believe is going to give you the better return on investment? Who's more likely to turn around and give you the better return on investment since you're buying low on both. Chris Javi. Bryant. There we go. It's Chris Bryant. Hands down. It's, that stock over it time is. has produced more. It has, but it's been it's such a slow rising de- It's been such, no, it's been a steady decline, dude. There's no like, there's yeah, none but, of this with this stock. But he, he his um, average level is still higher than Baez as know. a player. Statistically, uh, he's kind of a uh, he's kind of a uh, what do they call it? He's a little glass man. He's a glass man. Gets everything hurts him. A little glass man. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, look at the stats. He he puts up over the course of his career. He's put up better stats than Mr. Bias. Glass. What's that movie? Glass. That's Mr. The name glass. Of the, no, glass. That's no, the there's a the movie. No, Unbreakable. No, that's Thank the first you. one. It's that's, Glass. Oh, that's but Glass the is the second I was one, talking though. about Unbreakable though. But Thank I'm you, ta- Eric. You asked me which one, and Glass is the name of the third one. Okay. I, don't, I haven't and seen Split that one. is the second one that no one knew was the second one. Yo, you just ruined it. What do you mean? You just ruined it. Isn't Wait, you didn't know that? No, I did, but that's a huge twist. Well, Unbreakable is the first one. Split is a that secret is a sequel. That's a huge plot point. Yeah, of course. It's all right. It, here's, here's the deal. Uh, don't see Glass because it's one of the worst movies I've ever That's seen. That's fair. And if you probably if you haven't seen... Uh, and half the people don't even know I'm talking about M. Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah. So who and cares? if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to. All right. Next up, buy, sell. Buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Wilson Contreras. Are you buying or selling stock on Wilson Contreras at this point in the baseball season? <sighs> Wilson Contreras. Well, here are his numbers. Uh, to date, he has two home runs, mm-hmm. 15 runs scored, eight RBI. Uh, his slash line of 225, 356, 394. Mm-hmm. His weighted runs created plus is 107. Uh, he's a tough one to look at because remember, when this season started, he was hitting. Yeah. He was hitting well. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like, oh, Wilson, you know, not to joke, but maybe he used up some of that power in the practice games. Remember the practice games oh. before the season started? Dude he was, was crushing it. Dude was crushing it. He's also not. When you're looking in terms of like pitch framing, he's not very good at right. that. So he's learning. He's learning. As Zaha Sharma told us, yeah. and, and David Ross has commented in, in post game mm-hmm. pressers that Wilson is learning. I um, think it's a buy because I think he can I think he can hit better than he's hitting right now. And when he's when he's hitting, he plays a lot better too. And I think he's still a valuable catcher. He's still very valuable behind the buy, plate. Buy, buy. So you're going by? I'm gonna buy Wilson Contreras. 
I think pushing me into a corner to make a decision here, I would also buy, have to buy. buy. But I don't have any money left because I spent it all on Javi. Well, you can't because we have two minutes left in the segment and we have more names to get to. So you oh, have to, you have like, to buy. This is like an more, auction draft. More, I, was you know, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you spent it all. You spent all my money. Uh, next name on the board. Four dollars left. Kyle Schwarber. Are you buying or selling Kyle Schwarber See, stock? Now, this this one's interesting to me because he has uh, four home runs right now, 10 RBIs. He has a .3 war right now. I'm going to buy Kyle Schwarber because I think that the, the DH isn't going away in the National League. I think the DH is going to stay, and I think that adds value to where, yes, you can put him out in left field, and he's good out there despite, you know, diving and missing a ball yesterday. Um, but he's still, he's a better than some. Schorber. He's better than some. Uh, he's got a rocket arm out there. And I think that his value as a DH is going to help the Cubs in the long term. So I'm going to buy Kyle Schwarber. Uh, he's tied right now with the bye, bye, bye. highest on-base percentage of his career at 356. But other than that, his numbers are pretty low comparatively across the board. Average career low, uh, his slugging low as well, uh, his .3 WAR low at the moment. Um, but you know that that is over the course of a season, so obviously they're not all players are not going to be as high as normal based on the shortened season. Uh, weighted runs created plus, he's at one fourteen, which is kind of in the middle when it comes to his high was one twenty last season. I'm gonna sell. Mm. I'm gonna sell on Schwarber. Sell, sell, sell. Because of what you said, he's a DH, and this is what he he's playing a lot of left field still, but he's a DH. They're not really seeing him excel at that. The numbers at the plate are not really giving you sell, sell, sell. exactly what you thought you had in Kyle Schwarber, and I I kind of thought along the lines that you thought, Abdallah, that finally the Cubs will have the DH. They could just roll Schwarber out there. But he plays left field. He's not great at it. And at the plate, he's not excelling. Well, they want the to use Caratini and get Caratini at bats all the time. No, I know. And but what I'm what I'm suggesting though is his bat isn't even that valuable. Look at the numbers. He's not having a good year. I'm selling on Schwarber. Sell, sell, sell. I would say that it's low and you could buy it, but that's just me. I well, don't have any that money would left. expect that you would expect him to improve. I would yeah. I would expect Bryant and Baez to improve to a point where your stock would pay off, mm-hmm. opposed to Schwarber here. Uh, Chris Black, Adam Abdallah here with you on the baseball show. We go first to third. We go first to third, and the sad of the night coming up next. This is the baseball show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Each night here on the baseball show, we give you a couple stories from around baseball. It's a segment we call First to Third. First to Third. He is safe. Bryce Harper goes from first to third on a ground out. Black and Abdallah burning around second base. Go first to third. All the way from one corner to another. Not stopping at second. He's going to try for third. And the throw is not in time. Able to go all the way from first to third on a wild pitch. First, first to third. On the baseball show on ESPN 1000. So first up for uh, first to third, Abdallah, is this. Um, I didn't know we would spend most of this hour debating Javi Baez and Chris Bryant the way we did. Um, but I thought that this was relevant. It's from Fangraphs earlier today. 
And the headline is, Cody Bellinger's struggles aren't just small sample woes. So far to this point in the season, Cody Bellinger is not playing like the MVP of the National League that we've seen from years past. He is playing at a level that is below Chris Bryant and Javi Baez, two players here in Chicago that we are seeing struggle in this short season. Cody Bellinger has really struggled. So, so far for the Dodgers, um, this is something that I thought was interesting from the article. Bellinger has swung at 51% of all breaking balls in 2020, compared to 34% in April, May of 2019, and 41% of breaking balls in June of 2019. Swinging at more breaking pitches has resulted in fewer hits than before, getting just 14 hits against Bendy Stuff in April and May, including five homers. He only managed 16 over the next four months, and he just has two now in 2020. Since June 1st of 2019, in 122 games, Cody Bellinger has just two hits against curveballs, with none coming in this short season in 2020. So Cody Bellinger, it seems as if the league has figured out, throw him breaking balls, he will swing, and he will not get hits off of what pitchers are doing to him in the National League West. Yeah, he has 19 strikeouts right now. Um, His OPS plus is only 61. His OPS is 592. He's slugging 347. His on-base percentage is only 245. Yeah, it's bad. So, yeah, he's not having its end. You make the comparison to Chris Bryant. With the difference, what we've always talked about with Chris Bryant is that when you win an MVP, you a lot of baseball, their stats are getting better because of the juiced ball, because of the three outcomes, whether it's, you know, strikeout hit or home run. And so because of that, most players' stats are improving, and especially the really good players. And now you're seeing a trend with Cody Bellinger that we saw with Chris Bryant after he won his MVP where you're not getting better, you're regressing a little bit, and then if you do, you kind of just stay the same as the player you were when you won. The second story for first to third tonight is uh, to kind of go along and piggyback off of Cody Bellinger's uh, struggles on uh, 538 today. They have a story that Mookie Betts is playing like an MVP and the Dodgers have needed it because Mookie Betts right now has the third highest war in Major League Baseball. So Mookie Betts has been outstanding out with his new team, the Dodgers, coming over from the Red Sox in the offseason. Yeah, and you look at their run differential. They're killing run differential right now in Major League Baseball. He's got an OPS plus of 175, just playing absolutely (laughs) lights out. He's so much fun to watch because he steals bases. Mm -hmm. He's a great fielder. Mm -hmm. And then also at the plate, uh, it's like he uses... What's really cool about Mookie Betts is he uses this... um, the ability to attack pitches up in the zone... But like, even though he's short, it doesn't seem as if it's a problem for him because he's up in the box and he's able to kind of uh, read what the pitchers are doing mm-hmm. from from pitch to pitch. It, it's really fun to watch Mookie Betts at this point in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, like, you say, you know, with all the the great accolades that he's got uh, offensively and how good he is in the field, that's kind of what you look, hope for for Javi Baez. Is like, dude, you can do it in the field. You're one of the best defensive shortstops in the game, but you can't hit anything right now you're swinging out of your shoes on every single pitch this is what kind of i'm not saying we hope that he would be mookie betts and, and like an mvp candidate but when you come second place in mvp that's kind of what people expect out of you every season
And then uh, our final story for first to third, uh, we go back to yesterday's White Sox game. And I know the Sox won today 9 nothing. Lucas Giolito was fantastic. But let's throw a tip of the cap to Dane Dunning and his debut in the majors. Four and one-third inning pitch, five hits, three runs. He had seven strikeouts. Dane Dunning, welcome to the bigs. You get a victory. How about that? <laughs> I think Carmen said it best uh, earlier today when he goes, yeah, thanks for your seven punch outs. Now get back to Schaumburg. Yeah, I mean, but, but hey, well, welcome to the bigs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Each night here on the baseball show, we bring you the stat of the night. Jombie's on base percentage was 476. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... When I point you here. 1092 on ESPN 1000. Tonight's number is 418. 418. What is that? Hmm. Well, yesterday for the Chicago White Sox, Edwin Encarnacion went yard and he hit his 418th home run of his career. Which, okay, you say, oh, that's a lot of home runs. Do you realize he's 52nd? On Major League Baseball's all-time home run list? Well, I mean... 52nd, number 51 is Billy Williams at 426. So at some point this season, Encarnacion will catch him. Mike Piazza's at 50. He has 427 home runs. But, like, Edwin Encarnacion has been playing baseball for a long time. And he is moving up the list. When you've been playing baseball since the White Sox last won the World Series, then yes. Well, but... Yeah. Okay, so let let me throw this out there. He's going to get into the territory of Hall of Famers. Okay, well, look He's at this. He's going to start picking off Hall of Famers here. Look at this run of home runs from 2012 yeah. until, let's say, 2019. So last year, right? So 42, 36, 34, 39, 42, yeah. 38, 32, 34. I mean... And this year he's got four so far. Obviously, this year he's not going to have 30 home runs because he's 37. He's his yeah. 16th season. He has 418 home runs in his career. He's going to be moving up that list. Like, at some point, you're going to have to have the conversation. Is Edwin a Hall of Fame player in Major League Baseball? I mean, I, I saw the home run last night and I heard Benetti say 418. I thought to myself, hold up. Wait a second. Yeah, dude. Like, he's moving up the charts. Cal Ripken's at 49 with 431. He'll catch him. 418, that's your stat of the night. It's Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. That's the end of the baseball show. We'll be back in two minutes to talk Bears football with you. The baseball show with Black and Abdallah. Week 9 to 6 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.